Hello, and welcome to the Veterinary Journal Club podcast. For today's show, I have on uh, doctors Stacy Fox Alvarez and Alex Fox Alvarez, and they are the mastermind duo behind the development of Vice Rounds. The Vice Rounds being the Veterinary Isolated Clinical Education Rounds. And if you're not familiar with the Vice Rounds, uh, this is something that Stacy and Alex developed in response to uh, the need for online learning uh, in the time of COVID-19. And clinical education got disrupted, essentially, when students got kicked out of veterinary hospitals. And this was their response to try to um, answer one of the the kind of problems that we were running into. And so they came up with a, a system for collecting and making available to veterinary educators everywhere, um, you know, educational tools. So videos um, that would be useful for clinical rounds when clinical rounds can't happen like they normally do. Um, And so they come onto the show and we talk a little bit about what inspired them to develop this and and kind of their their process. And uh, we we had a a fun conversation about how that went. So I hope you'll enjoy it. Hi, and welcome to Veterinary Journal Club. Um, I'm excited for today's show for a couple of reasons. One, uh, doing this at a distance, which is the the first uh, show that we're doing like this. So if the sound quality is a little different than you're used to hearing, too bad. You'll you'll get over it. But um, I'm really excited to have um, doctors Stacy Fox Alvarez and Dr. Alex Fox Alvarez, who are here today to chat a little bit about vice rounds. Um, and uh, a lot of you listening probably are familiar with vice, vice rounds, but um, for anyone who's not, we'll explain it to you. So uh, Stacy and Alex, welcome. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thanks. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Okay. So let's get started. Um, maybe if one of you guys just wants to give a brief rundown of what vice is, what vice rounds um, are, and then we can talk a little bit about how it was born. Yeah, Stacey, why don't you give us why don't you give the breakdown and I'll I'll do the origin story. All right, that sounds good. So uh right now Vice Rounds has a few different parts to it, uh, but overall it's just an online kind of database that we've created where uh educators in the veterinary field from different institutions can post rounds that they have created um so that other educators at different institutions can use them. Um, And of course, this was started a little bit, Alex will go into it further, but um, in response to having to transition all of our clinics from in-person to online and everybody trying to come up with their own sort of programs and curriculums for this. And so by sharing information, it means that we don't have to do as much work ourselves, but we also get to see what other people in other places are doing and talk about that with the students, which is also really fun. Yeah, so this is like the COVID scramble of like, oh gosh, we yeah. we're having to do everything online now. We've we've toyed with it a little bit, but we don't really know what we're doing. Uh, um, Stacy, can you remind me what Vice stands for? Oh yes, so Vice stands for Veterinary Isolated Clinical Education, and isolated isolated was supposed to be like a double entendre, like it's an isolated idea or lesson that we're doing, but it's also isolated because we're isolated away from everybody else right now. 
Yeah, no, I, I like that was one of the impressive things. I was like, oh, they came <laughs> up with like a cool acronym that works and makes sense. And I'm just like, I'm not good at those at all. Um, so I was super impressed. With it. I was like, ooh, I oh, it actually acronyms. stands for something. It's so good. Yeah, that was a fun afternoon. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, I love acronyms. Yeah. Talk yeah. me through the process because it sounds like there was some some back and forth. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let me know. Yeah. Let me know what happened. It was interesting, and this is a tale for sure, because I feel like there's just a lot of things happening along the way, um, one of which is hilarious to me with Stacey, but we'll get, we'll get to that. But um, yeah, I, I feel like we, you know, the, the COVID crisis happened. Students weren't going to come to clinics. We all knew it. And I feel like many of us knew that this was going to be a very long-term thing, whereas some of us, I think, also were just really hoping it was going to be Maybe a month or so. That yeah, we could, I was you know, really dumb at the beginning on that. I remember we had a meeting about like what labs are going to come up. And they're like, we're pregnant on the student's home for a couple of weeks. And I was like, well, we'll do our CPR lab when they come back. Boy, was I wrong. But anyway, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I learned very right? quickly yeah. how wrong I was. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wasn't hopeful, you know, and, and honestly, honestly, I, I really was wanting to, I feel like a lot of educators really have PowerPoints that they love and they're and they're proud of and that they would like to update and renovate, but yeah. we have so many other plates spinning that we don't get the chance to. So I figured, you know, now's the opportunity for, I'm working from home. I wasn't on clinics. So I was very lucky in the beginning. And so I got to just really invest myself in how I was going to reach the students with clinical perspective rounds from a distance, which, which seems really impossible. I just kind of was yeah. thinking, how, how can I make the clinical in-person experience, you know, talking to a client, bringing them back, us discussing the history and us discussing you know, why we want to do which um, maybe diagnostics and moving forward and kind of the whole process. Yeah. And I felt bad that they would be robbed of that. And so I thought, okay, well, how can I take my kind of more traditional, you know, luxury rounds and turn them into something that's a bit more clinical oriented? And I was really excited about it. And so I did my first rounds, which is Briggs-Fallock airway syndrome. And I, I, I was super proud of it. I was so happy. I take videos and pictures of everything because yeah. I'm just that person. I love taking pictures and videos, but I don't always, I'm not always the best at putting them back into and incorporating them in my lectures. Oh, that was my question. And, I was like, do you organize yeah. them? Cause that's what I'm not, I'm good at Ooh. taking pictures and videos and I'm really bad at organizing them. Yeah. And then I have to go try to like find them. I'm like, I think that was in May of 2018. Let me see if I can find that on my phone. And uh, inevitably I, I often can't, but um, exactly. Yeah. I've lost so much good footage. Yeah. I have no idea where it is. It's there somewhere, but, but yeah. you've got so much my, that you can usually find something. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, it's nice to share too. I mean, I feel like a lot of yeah. times we're like, oh gosh, do you have a, a video or a picture of this? And we, we help each other out yeah, with, with teaching. Sure. But so I, you know, I use Google photos and I was able to find stuff uh, just by searching when I, when I did a surgery in my case log. And that was kind of how I, nice. how I traced oh, some things good. back. Yeah. And, and I pulled some of my favorite videos and I put them in and, and I felt really good about this. Right. But, but I, put my head up after being done and happy and realized I just spent three days on one lecture. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way we're going to be able to do this. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, well, obviously everybody is in this exact same situation. And vet med is just, it's a small community. It's a passionate community. And I I know that those in, in academia are there because they love teaching. And so I thought there has to be, you know, we have to be able to do this together. There's no way any one institution is going to be able to make an online transition and emergency to clinics. And and then I felt like what's going to happen is we're going to end up just doing some sort of bare minimum thing and the students deserve better than that. Yeah. So I re I thought definitely people are going to be, you know, you know, I hope, but I wasn't sure. So I started those rounds and I made them in a way that I felt like we could at least try and do something similar with them to give 
you know, some feedback time. And I started the vice round. I started kind of a listserv and started, um, you know, putting together kind of the skeleton of how we may be able to share this because I didn't want to be like, Hey everyone, let's share stuff. And then also not have a way no for us structure. to share. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I spent another day putting structure in and saying, okay, we'll do it. You know, YouTube's easy, Google sheets and Google drive and things are easy. So I did that. And then I sent out a call to the two surgery listeners. I'm a surgeon, um, the soft tissue surgery society and the veterinary endoscopic society. And there was a pretty good response just from that. And I said, hey, you know, we're all in this situation together. Here's something that I made. You're welcome to use it and incorporate it into your curriculum, however is helpful for you. And if you guys want to pitch in, then we can do this together. And it was it was a really, really great, you know, That's outpouring awesome. of support. Yeah. That's really and so then it kind of trickled. Like it was very grassroots. Uh, people started sharing it with other people at their universities and then other listservs. And the next thing you know, you know, we had almost a hundred educators. Yeah. Cause all, you expanded you know, really quickly beyond surgery. Cause mm-hmm. I, I got an yeah. email pretty early on, I think. Um, well, uh, he's married to an oncologist, which yeah. helps. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. It's really hard to help. stay in our little that, bubble. <laughs> yeah. That, that is what was funny. I knew there would be a lag. Right. And right. so the, you know, the faculty at UF really kind of stepped up and said, okay, well, we'll, yeah, let's get some early, these first few weeks, we'll all help do things while, you know, all the other universities and are still, everybody's dealing with this, you know, right. trying to figure out what do we do? Who's on clinics? What's going on? And, um, and also, so while they're this, doing that uh, pandemic, which is yeah, affecting everyone's lives in very different, but, you know, significant ways. Right. One of which ways was, so Stacy loves, I mean, she's super passionate about education. She's just finishing her residency in oncology and um, she's going to actually be hired on at UF as well. So we'll both be working there, which will be fun. And um, she's already ready to, you know, to start she, her thing really is genuinely just very passionate educator. And so she was really jealous of what I was doing because she has to study for her boards, her board exam. And so she was supposed to be off studying for boards and, you know, had all of this stuff together and got everything prepared. And then suddenly she gets an email that says her boards was canceled. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I yeah. know. There was which a is, silver which lining. Is, yeah. I was like, it's bittersweet, right? Cause it's just yeah. like, Oh, not like oh, studying for boards is really fun, but also like, Oh, we're putting this off and I had plans and, um, so you, you had yeah. all this energy built up and it needed to go somewhere, huh, Stace? Yeah. And, uh, we actually had a conference in Japan that we were really looking forward to. That was supposed to be in the middle of March. Yeah. And so that happen. got canceled and my board <laughs> got canceled. But the end yeah. result was that I had now all of this time that I couldn't go on vacation and I didn't have to study. So Boom. I got to do something else. Yeah, yeah. Something that sounds frankly, maybe not more fun than traveling, um, but definitely more fun than studying for boards. Oh, um, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah. maybe not necessarily even less work. Um, I mean, this has been a lot of work for you guys because it's expanded from just this like repository of everybody say, okay, you know, create your, um, your, your materials that you can share with everybody and have them available to now you also have the live vice rounds. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that live rounds has been, a joy. I really, I have to say that I've enjoyed them so much. And I think that probably the reason is that prior to the pandemic, our service was so busy, so busy, so busy. Like we were seeing tons of cases. Any, any student that has been on oncology knows exactly what I'm talking about, but it just seemed overwhelming. And what I was realizing was that it was taking away the time that I used to spend with students. Mm -hmm. So it really stinks to have 
a job where you have very two important tasks and you don't have time to do both of them well. Yes. You have to pick one. So you can be a good clinician and take care of your patients and make sure that you don't drop the ball. And that still takes a lot of time and a lot of the weekend. And yeah, that's just the way that it is. Or you can be a good teacher on clinics and get to walk through students, uh, walk students through all of the things that you remember learning to do and how big of a deal it was. It now seems pretty easy, but being able to give that to someone else and see how excited it makes them that they can do something on their own now, like that is so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot do both at the same time. I'm going to empathize with you. And I've been in that situation. I I can't tell you how many times where I'm feeling like I'm I'm having to choose between that. But I'm going to say, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Um, I think that you can do both. I think um, that's actually one of my kind of passions is trying to figure out how we can do both at the same time and do both well. Um, and not yeah. have to necess- I, I haven't got all the answers, but that's actually one of the things that I feel really strongly about is figuring out how um, we can set things up in such a way that you're not actually having to choose. And I think we're going to have to be creative as as a. Uh, yes, I will agree. agree with you, Bobby. Yeah. I think that there are ways that we can do it. But yeah, I think the way we, the way we do it now, our infrastructure. Now. Yes, yeah. right now I agree with you, but I'm like, ooh, I want to make sure we we can i want to figure that yeah. out <laughs> but anyway okay not to derail too. this i agree yeah. i agree with both of you guys because i agree yeah. i feel that way you know I'm, sure. I, I think the interesting difference in the perspective genuinely is we bobby and i are faculty now yeah. i was just finished, i'm only two years out of my residency and when i was a resident man i felt oh, yeah. that burn where yeah. it just was like i am so busy i i can't do that but i do think once you kind of once you you know, elevate out of the res the dregs of residency. You have, yeah, it's there's a lot of different, hard work. Yeah. yeah, there's different it's easier yeah, requirements. And, on and your that's mind. when you really de- develop, I think, and become, I guess, like a cl- clinician educator. Like you, you start to get into the swing of, of multitasking the two together. You yeah, know? but I do think um, you're right, Stacey. Like there are there are barriers to our current infrastructure that yeah, make it really really difficult to do that. Yeah. And so those are some of the things that I think need to be rethought. And here's the other thing. Um, that I think is really interesting and what I like about what you guys did with Vice is we were put into, there were a lot of people doing, you know, really good, like online teaching, you know, videos, things like that, remote teaching. That was happening before, but it was such a small slice of what we were doing. And mm-hmm. um, and I've definitely been in the situation where I'm like, how ah, we can't do that. We can't do that. And then suddenly we have this pandemic where it's like, guess what? You have to do things this way. Yeah. And I realized that that mind like like switching your mindset a little bit to rather than saying can you do this yes or no you that's not even a question you must do this how yeah how can you do yeah. this and so if we instead of saying can we teach and do clinics at the same time effectively we say we must do that how um, I think that yeah. that just reframing that problem a little bit and assuming that there's a way we can do it even if I don't know how it is yet I assume there's a way we can do this I think it forces us to be creative and and but I but I also think that that that's where things like vice come from is when people yeah. say we can do this how can we do it better how can we, we felt you know, that creative bubble. Yeah. you know we were in this weird protected area and part of what I think is um, you know, if we're speaking honestly here, part of part of the barriers I think are just like the bureaucracy and oh, the yeah. machine that a big university is, and they have to be in order to survive sure. and to be an establishment, right? But yeah, sometimes it's like we I have to if I was just gonna do vice rounds on a normal anytime, I I feel like I would have to go get permission to say, hey, 
Yeah. Am I allowed to spend this many hours a week on this thing that I'm just And then I'm going to give it, it away and, to other universities. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And could I also, you know, and then they'll be like, oh, there's a precedent for that. You have to do this. And, that. and then suddenly we were launched into this space that nobody on the planet who's alive right now has been in before. Yeah. It's like there's a global pandemic. There's no book. Yeah. We have to, you know, like so how do we emergency transition? you have permission to like do what yeah. you think you need to do and nobody's going to yeah. be like, why did the you do that? The fire alarm like, was Good pulled. Job. Yeah. Exactly. And it was like, everybody out, however you can get out. And like, so yeah. rather than get out, it was everybody reach the students and teach them effectively in clinics, however you can, like wide open. So then it was like, oh my gosh, I've been wanting to do this forever. Right. So, right. you know, yeah. and now you have this, this creative protected space that suddenly you know, I, I, the whole time you have this sinking feeling where I'm like, oh man, any minute now the dean's going to call me and say, <laughs> hey, what the heck are you doing? You know, you guys are, you're, you should be doing it this way or that way or stop giving stuff away or, you know, whatever so it is funny. that you, you feel like you're worried about. But I feel like we were, we had a, you know, at least a good month or two and maybe continued, but at this very nice protected space. And yeah. this just happened to work well. And the only reason that it worked well was because we had, so, there were so many educators out there that are passionate and wanted to do, yeah. I think probably had the same mindset They're yeah. they're like, Hey, we've been wanting to collaborate and do stuff for education for a really long time. And so let's do it. And I would say the best part about this for me and from my perspective is that like coming up through the institution that we now teach at, we have a really different perspective on things. Yeah. We're like close enough to it where things aren't a whole lot different. And we remember exactly what it was like yeah. and how things felt as a student. Mm -hmm. And now we get to see the complete other side of it. And we see how we're generating those feelings in students. And for a long time, Alex and I have both felt like, we could do this better. Yeah. Like yeah. we could do this better. This would be great if we could do it this way. I think that's what the students want. I think yeah. that's what would engage them and make them feel important and make them uh, more excited to learn this information. Yeah. So the problem is it's hard just, to well, do that, it, right? It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, like, that's we the can't funny normally thing. do that. Yeah. We've always thought we, everybody has thought, well, oh, man, we can do better than this. But what happened was suddenly it's hard. Everybody who wanted somebody to do shook better, up that edge of sketch. Like, yeah. Everybody yeah. who wanted to do better became available at the exact same time. Yeah. It was like calling all everybody who's wondering what to do right now. Yeah. If you'd like to do something, you know, like everybody yeah, who's that, ever felt that way. Yeah. The conversations together, amongst like. the education people, um, because, you know, we've been, um, you know, I've, I got in with some of the education people several years ago now. And um, a lot of these conversations and where there's these like, you know, small groups of people that are like, hey, we need to collaborate. And we need to work together and and share our resources. And people have been, you know, muttering about this for a while, but it's been a relatively yeah. small proportion of the people it just because, again, there's so many demands on our time. Um, that it's easy for people to be like, yeah, that's a great idea. You guys go ahead and do that. Um, like people are yeah. supportive of it, but they don't necessarily feel like they have time. And then, exactly. and then the, you know, COVID hit and everybody was like, well, whether we have time or not, we have to do this. And so boom, yeah. like it just exploded. How many people were like, we all need mm -hmm. to work together. And, uh, yeah. it, you know, so vice, I think of all of those, you know, collaborative opportunities, there's been a lot of them. Vice wasn't the only one. I think vice has in a lot of ways been the most successful and is really like, at least from my perspective, has really um, caught fire, um, you know, pretty early uh, on and very quickly. Um, but I, but it wasn't, it was, you know, one example of many, many things, but I think you guys, yeah. and, I, and I don't know necessarily 
um, why it seems like yours has been, you know, has, has really taken off. Um, and so, I mean, you guys should take credit for that because I think a lot of it is, you know, you have a good product, you have a good idea, a lot of energy. Um, I think, I think the live aspect has been really good. I think that's been a nice thing um, for, um, for people to kind of chime in and, and, and log in and, and feel part of it as well. Uh, I think, I don't know um, if you guys have yeah, any metrics on that, this, but so, a lot of the people oh, that seem have, to log yeah. in are not even students. Like a lot of the people are educators too. Educators. Yeah. And we have a lot of different goals from rounds. When it started, yeah. one of the goals was there's a lot of people that are around us that have not had to become comfortable with this technology in the past that felt probably pretty lost and confused trying to figure out how to take yeah. the PowerPoint that they've had for years and convert it into a form that they can't even figure out how to open up the software program. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you know, remove I, some of that intimidation is, is huge. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to be able to say, this is achievable. This is how you can have students participate in your rounds. Yeah. Yeah. This is how you can use all of these different little features within Zoom to have some fun yeah. instead of just doing things kind of the plain way. And they don't have and, to be there in person. Like it can still right, be good. Yeah. We wanted to show them like, you can do this. Like here's an example of a technique that you can take away from this that you can use to enrich your experience and interaction with the students. So that for me was a main goal because one of the reasons that we were doing this is to help the educators too, that were feeling yeah. so burdened and behind. Yeah. And the other kind of aspect of it is we, we feel like the veterinary community is a community. Yeah. Like we, that, that term gets thrown around so much, but it really becomes obvious if you stay in academia because you're, you did your residency with someone that you see at a conference that introduces you to other people that they went to vet school with. And so like all of a sudden you have this just big network of people that you've met before through somebody else or that you were on a research project with and the world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. I was going to say, even if you've never met them, like you automatically, oh, you're a veterinarian. You have like that link, right? You, you, you have yeah. this common experience. You went to a different school, but I know that it was more similar than it was different. And you, you yeah. automatically have that bond, right? Yeah, yes. you achieved a goal that a small percentage of the population yeah. has done, yeah. and it's something you wanted to do, and yeah, you're kind of bonded by yeah, that for I sure. Yeah, I think so. So it's, it's nice to be able to take all of these people that have the shared goal of wanting to advance veterinary education and give students information in ways that they want to learn it and also work together. You know, yeah. that's something that's important to the people who have been a part of this. And we get to model it. And I think that it, it makes people happy because that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants well, yeah. to get along and to feel yeah. close. I with, think that was, um, um, I mean, I, I did one of the live rounds a few weeks ago, right? And working with you guys, and then we had other specialists. And the, the working together and brainstorming together, that, that was so fun. And I think it blast. showed mm -hmm. in the finished product. I really think that, you know, us working together, working as a team and saying, how can we, what little things can we do to make this even better? Um, and I think that's so valuable. And I think that's what's been so great about Vice is it's saying, hey, we're all far away from each other, but that doesn't matter. Even those of us that are geographically close are now farther away than we used to be because we're, we are isolated in, in a lot of ways. But we don't yeah. have to be. We, we can actually remove those barriers. We can work together. And mm -hmm. actually, at the end of this, like 
be closer than we used to be, like be clo- like yeah. <laughs> be closer through this distance because of things oh, like Vice. Sure. And I think that's just like so cool. It's been a, a nice sort of touchstone um, for people. And I've I've met people through this process that I wouldn't like. I wouldn't. We wouldn't have ever ended up at the same conference. I wouldn't have necessarily, you know. I, and yet here we are working together on this really cool thing. And um, I, I just think it's amazing um, what you guys have put together. And I I, I think that you know long after. COVID-19, which hopefully eventually is a memory, uh, maybe not, you know, fully, but eventually we'll get back and, and you know, kind of get some handle on things. And I hope that Vice is, you know, one, the first of many types of things like this, but I, I really, I, I hope and I expect that it will continue to be successful, even after it's not absolutely necessary, if that makes sense. Like when we can, yeah. you know, get back in person yeah. that people go, no, this is still what we need to keep doing. We need to keep collaborating across, you know, borders. And I think we need to continue to work together and figure out ways that we can um, share ideas and, and share our passions for education and veterinary medicine in general. And um, I think, I think it Absolutely. will, I think it's going to happen. I think so too. I, I think the fire's yeah. been lit. And I think now, you know, it seems silly, but like everybody knows how to zoom now. Yeah. So <laughs> you're only a zoom call away, right? you know, I mean, yeah. it's like if we ever wondered, man, how the heck could we ever get all, five different people surgeons from five different hospitals yeah. in a room together it's like well yeah let's just let me just send out this the Zoom only link, barrier you know, is scheduling right and that's always been the barrier yeah. that's always yeah. been like we figure it out and it's yeah. it's doable and you know it, yeah I, I it's it is actually really exciting people that um i think of like the technophobes you know before that are like yep they're managing oh, Zoom they're meetings now. now and yeah and it's, and, amazing. it's very inspiring yeah you know what i liked cool. about that i think that uh, what this is what i liked about it very much I think that we, as educators, very often, I think it's frustrating when we talk to students and we say, you know, you have to learn to teach yourself. You do. I mean, yeah. we can teach you, we can teach you so much, but the most important thing we can ever teach you is how to teach yourself, how to learn a new thing on your own, Forever, how to push yeah. yourself on your own, right? And so, you know, it's so easy. It was frustrating, I think, as a student, because you'd see somebody who was like a legend in their field, right? Yeah. And they're like, of course, you know, because look at what you've accomplished and, and you don't really see the grind that they had to do to right. put and how much self-teaching they did, right? And so then you have these these people who are legendary and they are older and they might be the technophobes. And so they don't know what the heck they're doing. They're so stressed <laughs> out. And they're like the students who we normally say, hey, it's you okay. have to teach yourself. Yeah. You know, you can do this. I know you can do Flip this script, and I yeah. can teach you so much but I can't create every Zoom meeting for you. Yeah. And so you're going to have to learn. <laughs> and then honestly, it was so inspiring to me to see them have their little tantrum, which is the same thing that we all did. You know, <laughs> yes. that we always come down on the students for and say like, oh, I just spoon feed it to me though. And then you see them actually like, you know what? You're right. And you have, do this. you know, Dan Lewis, who's like a thousand years old. <laughs> that's who I was picturing. He's, yeah. He's making Zoom meetings. And he's, that you know, whole he's, story, he that's who I was picturing. He just sent out a Google Doc that was nice. that made everybody's life easier. I mean, it's just yeah, it's very inspiring. That's I'm amazing. proud of them, and I think it it highlights the point that you you can you can only be taught so much. Yeah, by at some point else, you have and to. Then you have yeah. to invest in yourself and learn how to teach mm-hmm. yourself. Oh, good. Oh, and that's, that's the fun. thing about the Vice Live rounds that is so striking to me is that all of these students that show up, they don't have to be there. Yes, it's Nobody optional. Has to be there. It's like a hundred people, and it's optional. And I love seeing that everyone's taking their education into their own yeah. hands yeah. and yeah. like That's a really good seeking point. out ways to learn this information because they are missing it. You know, that like that makes me so happy. But even if and they actually, aren't we missing it, I think them. a lot of them are, are just digging it. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's super fun. It's fun for us too. We, yeah. we have a blast every yeah. time. I was and thinking we get to try new asked, things uh, and see what everybody likes. Yeah, it's like an ex- a big experience, like a play zone where we can yeah. experiment. It's play like a, you know, you were you asked earlier why do you think? Because you're right. A lot of other people, a lot of other groups started doing very similar things. And I was thinking about you said, well, why? Because they're all great. I've been, yeah. I've looked at them and used them as well with the students. And why? Why do we think that it kind of took off and, and caught fire? I think honestly, th- there's two things that I that, when I was thinking about. One of them was that we we were lucky that we were able to get organized and stay organized quick yeah. in the in like and the world the of the time. internet. Yeah. We had the time, but like I, I wanted to say, I. My my research assistant at work is kind of, you know, of the age group where she was born in the Internet. And so when we when I brought this to her idea to her attention, you know, she, her name's Monica. She helps kind of formulate, OK, how do we build this? Like, how do we set this up so it's yeah. uh, nice and, you know, in a tidy package? Because right now nobody wants a mess like, right. hey, help yeah. us with this. We don't know. Blah, blah, yeah. do whatever. It was like, OK, here's yeah. it's got to be accessible. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I think, a thing that was very helpful. And then her ability and d- desire to make sure that it was good and that That's it was upkept up kept was helpful. And then the other was I actually, you know, there's so many uh, people like you. It's I reached we reached out to people who we know they dig teaching students. It's what gets them so excited, yeah. you know, about being in academia. And we reach out to them and the, and the, 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 they're, you know, willing and ready to play. And, yeah. you know, you there's, you know, people like all of us at every yeah. university and so, that are you know, excited and get nerdy about yeah. it. Yeah. Jackie Whitmore got in right away. She's got three rounds and she's, you know, she's a so great fun. lecturer. And then my, I actually reached out to my classmate, Eric Hosnick. He's yeah. at Ohio state. He's a radiologist and he immediately wanted to get involved. And so it was so nice. It's like me, you, Stacy and Eric Hosnick, you know, working together on that, those yeah. TDV vice rounds. And it's, it's, that's what I think makes it so good. You know, it's, it these, uh, you know what else though? people out there who want to do this and want, it, and want to absolutely be, be important involved. but i don't think you can um uh, I, I think you have to give some credit to the fact that you have an acronym i oh. i know <laughs> i really do think that that makes uh, the difference maybe. that you can call it vice rounds um and you never did tell me how you, like were you just like brainstorming oh yeah i just i love that maybe we can I close I with that story. And i was it's like just... i don't want to say virus that's too sad of a word i don't right. want to say you know <laughs> So I was like, oh man, and I don't know. And then I honestly was a little worried. I'm like, ooh, I hope, I hope that Vice, I'm like, this will never get big enough for Vice TV this year. Oh yeah, is HBO going to come again? (laughs) I know. I I, like got out thesaurus.com and I just started typing in words that were like, uh, quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. We can't use a Q, so quarantine. What's another word for that? Oh, and then we found isolated and nice. Yeah, and then it just kind of worked. We knew we needed these. It's like, okay, what has a V and an I? Yeah, and then we're like, okay, now hope clinical education. Oh, that's amazing. Actually, was like, boom. Yeah, I love it. So. I love it. I do uh, think that matters. Yeah. I think having an acronym helps a lot. I really you know, <laughs> I think another, really... it's not just the acronym. I was just thinking, it's, I think it's actually the word rounds. Yeah. Because, okay. you know, I, I feel like, and maybe this, maybe it's just me, but when you say, when someone says webinar, Oh, yeah. I feel like they just printed out a MapQuest directions and handed it to me. <laughs> you know, the, I'm like, some of the people listening don't know what MapQuest is. <laughs> yeah, I know, probably. It's like they're, they're it's like, hey, you should check out the newest film at Blockbuster Video. I'm like, webinar? You know, I'm what? like, oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, so for me, I don't want I don't want to go to a seminar on, on the web. Right. I wanted to go to rounds. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I felt like the students that's were missing. Rounds All is right. I like it. small group, intimate discussion, led by, you know, uh, a cup, one or two 
passionate people in that specific field with students. And it's, it's nice. It's cozy. But you guys have managed to recreate small group intimate rounds with 50 to 100 <laughs> participants, which is pretty That's amazing. True. It really it's is pretty fun. cool. Yeah. yeah I, and because yeah, it does so. feel, it didn't feel like, like if you go to an auditorium with a hundred people, that feels very different than a small group discussion. And yet you were yeah. able to recreate that feel. At least that's how I experienced it. A f- small no, group discussion so with like, fun. like yeah. scores yeah. of people, you know, which is cool. I think that the chat function helps with that. I think yeah. if I was given up and given a big seminar to people and there yeah. was like a chat bubble or above like my a head moderate. where people could say like, yeah, <laughs> oh. I agree, you're great. Oh, we'll get a hologram and you can do this? that the next time you can There do you go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, you guys, so. this has been really fun. It's been really cool to hear a little bit about your process. And um, and well, I think, yeah, we, we need to end with like your, you need to tell everybody like how they get to Vice Rounds and um, you've got oh, yeah. you've got Twitter and, and how, how do people access it? Yeah, we have a Twitter handle at Vice Rounds, and we have a Facebook group as well. But the easiest way probably to get all the information is just to email vice.rounds at gmail.com, and we will email you, get you onto our listserv, and send you all the links and anything you might need. Perfect. Okay, love it. Thank you guys so much for coming on. It has been super fun to chat with you, and uh, best of luck with with rice or vice, also rice (laughs) (laughs) with with vice rounds. I just combined it into rice (laughs) vice rounds. Dinner and a movie round. Rice rice (laughs) and vice. Rice and vice. Oh, oh, no, vice rounds forever. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Alrighty. Bye. Thanks, Sally. Thanks for listening to today's show. I'd like to thank Topher, my producer. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Vet Journal Club. Our website is veterinaryjournalclub.fireside.fm. Email us with questions, comments, or show ideas at veterinaryjournalclub at gmail.com. And remember to check back weekly for new episodes, and we'll catch you next time.